the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so... You know, Squirrel, I didn't agree, even as a kid, with Jimmy Carter, but I didn't believe he was a traitor. I didn't believe with... I didn't agree with Ford... I didn't agree with George W. Bush. I didn't agree with Barack Obama, although I had my questions about his treasonous ass. However, Joe Biden is an unequivocal traitor. You throw a, a party, a party, and there are troops right now, our understaffed troops that you left in the Middle East that we pretend we don't have there, and we only admit flippantly, are, are being attacked, and we have 24? How many do we have? Well, we'll never know because we can't get a straight answer out of our government. Admiral, I want to go back quickly to the tr- American troops that were attacked on our bases in Iraq and Syria. NBC News reported. Now, by the way, Squirrel, you know what that's called? I, I, I mean, I, you'll have to forgive me. I personally was not in the military, but I have a lot of relatives that were. And You know what that's called? An act of war. It is. When you attack American military, that used to be when we had a, a president who, who believed in our system and was not a traitor or an asset of enemies, foreign and domestic. This was called an act of war. Uh, a couple of days ago that it was two dozen service members who suffered injuries. Now we're learning yesterday that there's some traumatic brain injuries, TBI. So can you say definitively how many American troops were injured and what was the extent of those injuries? Uh, no, Willie, I can't give you an exact number. Really, DOD would have to, the Department of Defense would have to give that to you. That, it, what happens uh, with some of these rocket attacks, uh, Willie, is that sometimes the injuries don't manifest themselves, particularly if it's TBI-related, uh, brain injuries. You don't manifest yourself. The soldier doesn't report uh, symptoms until may- maybe hours or even a couple of days after the event. And so that's why the... Now, see, when you talk real fast, maybe people won't focus on what you're talking about. But what he said was that they got concussions because they were next to bombs that went off. So you're never going to get the truth in the same way you didn't get the truth when Barack, who likes some big and round, put the Duchess of Chaffington, the inner thigh rash, the only wife in America that every American understood why her husband cheated on her, in charge as the Secretary of Defense. And Benghazi, when she left those special force troops to hang out and die, this is the same kind of cover-up you're witnessing right now, because this is what Democrats do. So right now, in the sphincter of the world, called the Middle East, our, our, our soldiers are under attack, and we're, we're getting excuses like, a ooh, it was like a loud grenade. And they fell over, and they hit the back of their head. You know, like on Sunday, when the guys chase each other in the tights and chase balls, it's a concussion. They were concussed. 
And this is our government telling us this. The number fluctuates a little bit. What I can tell you is that all these injuries uh, are, are, are not life-threatening. Uh, no, they're going to be fine. Sure, you've got the Houthis and the Hezbollah and the Hamas and all of the other zealots, all of the other Sharia law theocrats. All, but sure, they're attacking them. But our guys are going to be fine. It's, they just fell down. They got a knee. We got, we're sending Band-Aids. And that many of these soldiers who were injured are back on duty right now. But TBI, traumatic brain injury, is a factor. Concussive effect of these rocket attacks can be significant. So what are you going to do about it? Now, to watch this is even more embarrassing than the music, because there's dementia face Joe Biden. Can't move his hands because his, his 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 nervous system shut down because of the dementia. So he stands there like a mannequin. Can't blink because they shoot that formaldehyde solution that keeps him upright right into his eyeballs. But he's surrounded by other frauds. Here is John Kerry and his daughters. What's with the long faces? You know what they're asking him, Squirrel? They're asking him, what are the greenhouse effects of our military being attacked? And uh, what are your plans to support? You know, because you are a wartime veteran, too, a hero. I believe it was a hero. And what are your plans? And the plans are nothing. And then you start to realize exactly the predicament we're in. And you start to wonder, huh, how did this all come about? I published a story today about the New York City illegal cannabis shops. I've actually been interested for at least three to six months about how these thousands of illegal New York City marijuana shops have been funded. They all sprouted up very quickly. They all sort of look the same. They don't compete against each other on price. So who's behind them? In that search, maybe three or four weeks ago, I spoke to a former DEA agent named Chris Urban. And Chris told me that there was some evidence that they were largely run by Yemenis and that there were perhaps some terrorist connections. And that got me very interested. And that got me interested too, Squirrel. Got me interested because, you know, these are just pot stores and there's there's money in pot, but, you know, only enough to keep the Illinois Republicans happy. How much is really in this? Then I started digging in further. And this story, which really introduces that whole idea, we speak to two state senators who both say on record that they are concerned that these illegal pot shops could be a front for terrorism. Their concern is because a lot of... You know what else could be a front for terrorism? Heron. All the kind of synthetic dope. In fact, it could be, Squirrel. I mean, it's just a stretch. It could be that they're working hand in glove with the cartels at our southern border in Central and South America. It could be that all of the enemies of America not only bribe Democrats like the Chinese communists do, but it could be that they're working hand in glove with even cartels to destroy the quality of life here in America. Haptagon, a cheap amphetamine that is popular in Gulf countries. Drug cartels backed by the Syrian government are fueling the trade. What connects cannabis production in Lebanon, cocaine trafficking in Latin America, and one of the most brutal civil wars of the modern era? The DEA is now investigating a multi-million dollar money laundering scheme with possible terrorist ties. The answer lies in one of the murkiest and most... By the way, Squirrel, you know when this was? The last year of Barack's administration. Controversial areas of the entire war on drugs. The concept of narco-terrorism. These global narcotics organizations that are involved with, you know, terrorism. 
They're using the proceeds of international drug trafficking to support maybe some radical agenda that they may have. Narco-terrorism is a poorly defined term that basically refers to any intersection between the global drug trade and terrorist groups around the world. This has definitely come into play with illegal armed groups like the FARC or the AUC in Colombia. And one place where this tension has played out particularly intensely is with the Lebanese paramilitary group and political party Hezbollah. Oh, by the way, this isn't me. This isn't a right-wing news organization. Do you know what this is? This is actually a left-wing news organization called Vice. And you can see the documentary for yourself. I find it very interesting, but we're going to play some of the key parts for you so you understand how the Hamas leadership... Do you know how they live, Squirrel? Here's how they live. This is Qatar, and this is Doha City, home to part of Hamas's senior leadership, including Ismail Haniyeh. You don't think they live in Palestine, do you? Where you can't find the bidet. They don't even know what the hell that is. How many Kohler stores are in, are in Palestine? Not many, let alone Charmin outlets. None of those either. But in Qatar, ooh, they got the toilets with the warm seats. Yeah. The, the, the heads of this theocracy, they live in the lap of luxury, and they like hookers, too. Who decides the fate of Gazan civilians from over 1,800 kilometers away. Here in Doha, Hamas's leadership lives in luxury, while the people of Gaza are kept impoverished. With Iranian funding, Hamas builds rockets, weapons, and tunnels in Gaza. As Hamas terrorists... Iranian funding, they build rockets. This is the one where they want you to believe the rockets are $800 or $1,200. None of that's true. They don't need just Iran. They've got American money, drug money. This is the wild story of how an Islamic militant group got accused of being one of the key players in the global narco trade, and how it ended up with the CIA, the DEA, and the White House all accusing each other of endangering U.S. national security. Very interesting, the scandals that took place under Barack, who likes some big and round. And I don't just mean the chef drowning in front of all the Secret Service. I'm talking about what happened during his administration, the enrichment of the drug cartels, not just in Mexico. Oh, that's small-time El Chapo. He's a mere pittance. What about the guys dressed like the 7th century yard gnomes? The Bacar Valley in Lebanon is a remote, semi-autonomous zone that's most famous for one thing, the hashish trade. It's incredibly sticky, and it smells... I mean, I can't even describe the smell. It's stunning. I wonder if all of our drone assaults, you know, the ones even under Barack Obama, when 80% or 90% killed innocent people, nobody bombed? The hashish field? Nobody bombed the field of happy? Nobody bombed any of these fields? That's surprising, huh? Cannabis, as far as the eye can see. Weed has been grown in the Bacar Valley for centuries, and it's perhaps the most important pillar of the local economy, making this tiny country the world's third largest producer of cannabis resin. Don't worry, Squirrel, we got a lot of enemies that listen to the show, these pro, uh, these pro Hezbollah nuts, so they understand exactly what this language of love is saying, and what he's basically saying is he doesn't like the Americans any more than the soldiers did that attacked Israel. The Bacar Valley is controlled by a complex web of clans and militias, each of whom wield considerable firepower. Holy shit. The car is now they look into this guy's Toyota, which is their version of a tank. They look into his non-union-made Toyota, which runs forever and takes direct hits from uh, uh, roadside bombs, seems to keep ticking. And he's got an arsenal. 
rocket launchers, all of the stuff we send to Ukraine that they sell back to the Russians so they could sell it to the Middle East, just all that stuff. And you realize just how much money is in the drug business. Billions and billions and billions. They don't even need our, our Congress to give them money. But by far the single most powerful group in the region is Hezbollah. The paramilitary terrorist group founded by Iran during Lebanon's brutal civil war in the 1980s. who have since grown to become a political party and part of the country's government. Hezbollah is a political militant organization that has existed in Lebanon for decades, that has very deep control. In many ways, they're somewhat of a, a government. By the way, the funny thing is, this is the left wing news organization. And all of the people who watched this eight years ago, they're the same ones out there chanting for the the drug money fueled theocrats dressed like yard gnomes from the seventh century. Within a government, Hezbollah is believed to be responsible for a number of deadly terrorist attacks across the world. But one question that has always dogged them is just how involved they really are in the Bakar Valley drugs trade. On paper, Hezbollah is a devout Islamic religious movement to whom all drugs are prohibited and is denied involvement in any aspect of the narco trade. However, clerics have also issued rulings that trafficking drugs to non-believers is actually acceptable. And that reminded me of the note that was found on the Hamas terrorists that beheaded the babies, raped the women, and kidnapped the old ladies. A note newly recovered off the body of a Hamas attacker. This is what it says. The enemy is a disease that has no cure. And then, right on cue today, Right on cue today, the Iran- Iranian theocrat, I could, was he dressed like a yard gnome honey bunny or did he have one of those suits on like an Illinois Republican? I think he might have had a suit on. Shows that we have always supported peace and security. But today in New York and the United Nations, I say frankly to the American statesmen, who are now managing the genocide in Palestine, that we do not welcome to expansion of the war in the region. But by war, if the genocide in Gaza continues, they will not be spared from this fire. It is our home, and West Asia is our region. We do not compromise with any party and any side. And we have no reservation when it comes to our home's security. The genocide in Gaza must stop immediately. The forced displacement of the people of Gaza must be stopped immediately. Threatening me? Hey, you, are you threatening me? You think you got to worry about the Democrats that you've already owned and operated? Are you threatening the American people? It's not going to go good for you. You see, you don't have John Kirby and the Democrats to protect you here in America. And that's why when you see the, the government call for a, an assault weapon ban, oh, no, no, no. Now's when you need a lot more because we can't depend on our government to do anything, least of which tell us the truth. They know exactly 
what is going on and they're hiding the information from us. Admiral, I want to go back quickly to the American troops that were attacked on our bases in Iraq and Syria. NBC News reported uh, a couple of days ago that it was two dozen service members who suffered injuries. Now we're learning yesterday that there's some traumatic brain injuries, TBI. So can you say defense? Because they fell down, squirrel. They were they were playing kickball and they fell down. They're not under attack. It's not World War Three. Joe Biden is doing exactly what he was paid to do. Destroy America's principles and destroy our safety. We're all more in danger than we've ever been in the history of this country, thanks to this dimwit in diapers. I'll be back after this. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. See, Americans are stupid. We think there's only today. We're not worried too much about tomorrow, or there wouldn't be a Democrat in any office in the country. But the enemies to Americanism, they're plotting to take us down from all angles, whether it's the Chinese Communist Party or the inbred theocrats. They have a plan, and they understand exactly how to do it, to demoralize, to bankrupt. Ironically, we're funding our own destruction, whether it's through policies that enriches these theocracies with the only commodity they have, oil. The only one! And if it wasn't for our corrupted domestic policy, they'd all be broke, like they were under the Trump years. Or it's the fact that they found a way to really get the college kids and the rest of the welfare Democrat voting scourge to take their drugs. But it turns out the smuggling hash and speed in the Middle East is only the tip of the cocaine iceberg when it comes to Hezbollah's alleged involvement in global narco trafficking. And this is where the story gets really interesting. In 2008, the DEA created Operation Titan, a multi-agency task force to investigate Hezbollah's links to drug trafficking, not in the Middle East, but in South America. What they uncovered was staggering, an elaborate series of interlocking operations involving cocaine and arms trafficking, as well as money laundering for the cartels worth millions of dollars. They've been able to establish very impressive international networks with cocaine cartels and take a number of pages from their books on how to successfully shroud these drug shipments successfully without interdiction. So I think that that really, you know, is the, the proof is in the pudding here. When you look at these maps, when you look into these networks, it's all there. Operation Titan largely focused on the shadowy figure of Ayman Juma. He was at the center of a complex network that would ship cocaine from South America to West Africa and onwards into Europe before passing the laundered proceeds on to Hezbollah. Amin Juma was indicted in America for moving like $200 million a month through this scheme. That's over a billion dollars a year. And he was also moving the proceeds of Las Zetas cocaine, the Mexican cartel. He was moving like 80,000 kilograms of cocaine. So this was some of the biggest drug trafficking we've ever seen in the world. They had this this network of facilitators around the globe that were helping develop this criminal enterprise to support Hezbollah's terrorism organization. And where do they live again, Squirrel? Qatar? Huh. We're slaughtering Israeli families. Haniyeh and other high-ranking officials prayed in Hamas's office in Doha for the death of Israelis. Hamas has an office in Doha? I wonder if they have a secretary. Does the secretary have to wear a beekeeper costume? How does it work? 
Federal officials tell CNN they believe Juma is somewhere in the Middle East and his operations continue. You are very proactive in exposing Hezbollah's role in the, in the global drug trafficking business. The DEA has never been involved in this type of traditional terror drug investigation. So the magnitude was off the chart. As surprising as it may seem to find Middle Eastern terrorist groups trafficking coke in the jungles of South America, there's a backstory here. Hezbollah had actually been active in the region for decades. In the 1990s, the group pulled off two of its all-time most significant attacks in Argentina, bombing the country's Israeli embassy and a Jewish community center. But by the 2000s, Hezbollah's priorities in South America appear to have shifted from bombings to making millions in the cocaine business. Several members of an international terror network have been arrested, accused of helping drug cartels move massive amounts of cocaine through the United States and then using the money from the drug... See, although they dress... Like they just got done washing the camels. They're worth billions. And they've been doing it for decades. And ironically, it's our drug culture that funds it all. Don't worry, we're just getting warmed up. I'll be back and I'll take your calls. But there's more that you have to figure out. See, they had an ace in the hole that they knew could call off the investigation. It was like when Daly's nephew sucker punched that 99-pound kid, killed him. Never did a day in jail. Had an ace in the hole. They got an ace in the hole here, too. And it's the same Democrat mafia. We'll be back to expose it after this. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting, sexist pig and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM 560. The answer. Makes a lot more sense, doesn't it? The Rockets are six to $800. Get out of here, you morons. The leaders, where do they live? Qatar. It's like Las Vegas for yard gnomes. From the comfort of the Qatari capital, Hania controls one of the world's richest terrorist organizations. Humanitarian aid meant for the Gazan people is stolen by Hamas and used for terrorism, while Gazans are kept in constant suffering. Well, that's just normal. There's also the other success of the war on America, the war on freedom, where you don't have to bend knee if you don't think some rat bastard who now some people call a god crawled into a well and he's waiting 1200 years for you to kill enough non-believers so he can crawl his crippled ass back out no no i know what you're up to it's all just another self-enriching game using fear and this idea of utopia over the lives of morons in the meantime you're just nothing more than a couple of drug dealers Evidence from various intelligence agencies began to suggest that Hezbollah's drug profits were supplying weapons to militias killing American soldiers in Iraq and funding high-level political corruption in countries like Paraguay and Venezuela. Gradually, Operation Cassandra started running into roadblocks, not from Hezbollah or the Colombian drug cartels, but at where do you think it where do you think it ran from? Not from Hezbollah or the drug cartels. Who's the only powerful person that could have stopped, you know, the American DEA? Who could have stopped him? Yes, he likes his women manly. Home from the CIA and the Department of Justice. I was told specifically we couldn't use Hezbollah as the terrorist group in an narco-terrorism charge. It was just said that's not going to fly right now. They defunded us. They defanged our operations from a prosecution. No one would take 
our cases. We arrested people that would be potential cooperators and they weren't prosecuted, but they were detained and many of whom were eventually let go. It was ridiculous. They claim this was done to protect intelligence assets and to not endanger negotiations with Iran over its nuclear weapons program. Today, after two years of negotiations, the United States, together with our international partners, has achieved something that decades of animosity has not. A comprehensive, long-term deal with Iran that will prevent it from obtaining a nuclear weapon. By the way, the leading architect now is under suspicion by our own incompetent, forever-bothering Italians known as the FBI for being a traitor. Boy, it's starting to come together, isn't it? Who else could have been, could have been a traitor? Who else? Up launches the announcement that there's going to be a joint comprehensive plan of action to solve the Iranian nuclear crisis. And instantly up went the walls of resistance in our own government against Project Cassandra. Sources from within the CIA and the Obama administration have denied sabotaging Operation Cassandra to journalists. Well, that's all right. They denied being in the Capitol during the protests of the most obvious election theft in world history as well. Probably a coincidence, Squirrel. You see what's going on here? I do. Mike, Lake Forest. Oh, brother, man, I grew up in Chicago in Elmwood Park. I'm so glad I found you on the radio. Oh, thank you. Hey, bro, I wish, I wish people would be talking. Didn't Biden one time say, there's nothing special about being an American? Well, he was only repeating Didn't what Barack Obama said. Huh? He was only repeating what Barack Obama had said on the campaign trail. See, this is the game. Oh, really? We're getting put in our place from within. And in the meantime, uh-huh. to me, Mike, I'm going to tell you, something. I have a friend of mine who I really like. He's a good guy, and he's a, a DEA guy. Was. He's retired now. And, you know, I, I, I was talking to him a couple years ago, and he just, he, he's like, you can't believe how manipulative it is from within side. We want to do our job. We've got decent people in these agencies. Not many, but we've got some. But what's the point of doing your job when your higher-ups tell you don't do it anymore? And in the meantime, how many kids are dying? fentanyl Ooh, it's the border it's it is all those things but it may be also that we're enriching these theocrats that share the same vision of either you believe in their nonsense god sleeping in a well or you die and in the meantime they live like all drug dealers do in the lap of luxury mike oh sure i bet you the democrats are getting kickbacks from the cartels and and hiding it too well there's always to get kickbacks there's always to get kickbacks. Right now, we've got a legitimized, a legitimized avenue of bribery called campaign contributions. There are billions oh and God. billions of dollars, and there's no oversight. All you need is one of those packs, like the Congressional Leadership Pack. <laughs> See, I'll say the Republicans so we don't get sued, although we do get sued. Thank you very much, Mike. Appreciate the call. Glenna, Wisconsin. Hi, Sean. Glad I got to talk to you. Me Real too. fast, I want to tell you what happened to me yesterday. You know, uh, Dinesh D'Souza's new movie, um, um, Police, Police State, State was supposed, yeah. to come out, supposed to come out yesterday. And I called the movie theater in Kenosha to see how I get tickets. And she said, we can't sell tickets to that because one person bought out the whole theater for his group. So there was another movie theater in Oak Creek. I didn't even call them. I just bought, went online, bought my ticket, and I went up there. And I showed her I had the ticket. And she goes, oh, we're not selling tickets to that. You can't come in. I said, I have a ticket. I'm here, I drove all the way up here, and I'm going to see the movie. So she couldn't really stop me. So I went into the movie theater, about 200 seats at least, a huge theater. There were less than 25 people in there. 
So you think they're trying to stop his movie from being shown? Of course they are. Not Information is the enemy of the of of the fraud of the Democrat of a corrupt government. Information is the enemy of the entire platform of the Democrat mafia who keeps promising utopia and the idiots who vote for him don't understand. It's it's equality through poverty. That's what they're, they're going to deliver. Just take a look at the ghettos they run. You know what we should do, Glenna? You gave me an idea. Let's tell the uh, CPS honor roll students that keep smashing the businesses in Chicago that there's a sneaker store in Iran. And we, we arrange some sort of a, a, a junket like they used to do in Vegas for the degenerate gamblers. I think we kill a lot of birds with that stone. George Naperville. Yeah, Sean, Biden is very good at getting money for war. They'll give him what he needs to participate in this new drug war. Just say yes to his request. I tell you what, George, I got a lot of I got a lot of optimism in this uh, new speaker. I really do. I really do. I like them a little bit, and the more I look into them, the more I like them. I think uh, there's some there's some optimism with him, and there's something to be said for the way he thinks of uh, of government. Where's, uh, here he is. I think one thing most of us in this room could agree on is that the government has grown too large. At least on a federal level, let's agree, the government is doing too much. I will tell you it's doing way more than the founders intended or designed it to do. And so they had the wisdom to put a safeguard in the Constitution. I mean, I believe the Constitution was divinely inspired. And they put this safeguard in there. They said, look, we want the power to be reserved to the people. Lincoln said, government of the people, by the people, for the people. The only way to ensure that is to have the safeguard in the Constitution that the states get the final say. That's the Speaker of the House advocating for convention of the states. It's the people's voice. It's us as the representatives of the people in here today that get to make that affirmative vote to say we agree it's too big. We know there's no other way to limit it. And we're willing to do to go to this great length to make that happen. This I wonder, did Kevin McCarthy ever say that? I don't think so. And the only one that's mad that Mike Johnson is the new speaker is Kevin McCarthy. And the other group that's mad are his cohorts in corruption that bribed him and thought they had an in. Hopefully, Mike Johnson doesn't flip. We'll be back to discuss after this. Broadcasting from the petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. To watch this idiot. Really, but they, they all are, 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 are liars and idiots. From the guy who says he didn't pull the fire, I did pull the fire, I didn't mean to. All the, I mean, they're just, they are the most wretched human beings. That's why every place they're from, just ghettos, truly. And then why were the injuries not disclosed until Tuesday? I'd have to refer you to the Pentagon on that. Because you covered it up. Just like the Duchess of Chaffington covered up the, 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 the warriors she left to hang out to dry. How's that thing going in, in, uh, in Libya? Good. It's going good, isn't it? Dave and Racine. Greetings, Sean. Uh, well, uh, you were pointing out that um, Mike McCarthy sounded like he was, or not Mike McCarthy. Don't do that. I just so, started um, to like the guy. Uh, Mike Johnson uh, uh, so, sounded like he was supporting the uh, convention of states uh, method of uh, uh, amending the Constitution. Yeah. Well, um one of the groups, uh, as Dan Prof calls them, the Hateful Eight, the group of, that, of uh, eight uh, Republicans that yeah. uh, joined with the Democrats to remove Kevin McCarthy from the uh, speakership. Yeah. Uh, the Arizona representative, I'm 
not quite sure, I'm having a uh, senior moment, uh, said that he, uh, or, or was said by Mark Levin to uh, not uh, have been blocking Arizona from joining the Convention of States uh, movement yeah. to amend the Constitution. Well, wherever there's a Democrat, there will be an obstructionist, because what they understand is their policies well, this was cannot... this Republican, but he was... You know, oh, was? That, well, like I say, that, the hateful aid is the term Dan Prop oh. uses for the uh, eight Republicans that joined with the Democrats oh. to remove Kevin McCarthy. Do you know that what you distracted me? Because the only reason that Dan has that reference is because he watched a movie called The Hateful Eight. And you know what really makes me aggravated about that? I paid for the movie. I'm like his dad. I buy all the movies. He signed, he signed into my uh, subscription. He buys movies every day. Thank you very much, Dave. And Dan Proft is probably right. He's a little jerk and a nerd. He's right from occasion, from time to time. In the meantime, I'm more concerned about um, our soldiers that are under attack. And in the news, I got three TVs in Studio Xanadu. Not a mention. Not a one. John, the president said that if Iran or its proxies attacked U.S. troops, that we would respond. What is he waiting for exactly? He did say that. Where's the response? He said that. And he said that we will. Heeding the warning is the response? Jack, come on now. It's not a question. I'm not going to telegraph punches here from the podium. We have Telegraph punches. Hey, moron. We were just threatened. Every American, every city in this country was threatened from some 7th century despot. Some moron who kills his own people. Remember how many people got killed in Iran when they wanted it to go back to the way it was before the theocracy took over? The, the, the bustling Iran, steeped in business and culture and happiness and joy. You know, before our government put in the theocrats well that idiot just threatened you in new and york me. and the united nation i say frankly to the american statesmen who are now managing the genocide in palestine that we do not welcome to expansion of the war in the region but i warn if the genocide in gaza continues they will not be spared from this fire. Why don't you come into a tavern in Elmwood Park or Melrose Park or Bridgeport? Why don't you say it there? Hey, you, in your costume, why don't you come and threaten some, some of us to our face? You could threaten us from the U.N. Because, unfortunately, what we send there is a disgrace to our nation. Oh, that's John Kerry's daughter. What's with the long face? It's disgraceful. One giant embarrassment is our government, truly. And in the meantime, what do we get? Lie after lie after lie. It's just... Pentagon official uh, Ariane Tabatabai, I believe I'm saying her last name correctly, um, she was alleged to be involved in an Iranian government influence operation. There was some um, discussion about whether she should keep her security clearance. She did. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. You mean another government official was caught committing treason as an asset for Iran? Huh. She's now the chief of staff for the office that's overseeing uh, hostage negotiations. Is it appropriate for someone with these connections to the Iranian regime to be overseeing rescue operations for Americans that are being held by Iran-backed proxies? Well, I'd have to refer you to the Defense Department to speak to that, Jackie. Oh, again to the Defense Department. What you'll have to understand is that this government is doing exactly what it was bribed to do. 
since Joe Biden could remember his address and he was just a crooked senator. See, they're all bribed. They're all assets of enemies, foreign and domestic. They're the Democrats that are destroying our country. We'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. My next guest is a former congressional staffer who holds a master's in statecraft and national security affairs from the Institute of World Politics in Washington, D.C. Aside from that, he's a prolific writer and contributor to American Greatness. And this is uh, the last time I talked to him. He came out with a great, with a fantastic book, Biohacked, China's Race to Control Life. The new book, he just doesn't stop writing. The Shadow War, Iran's Quest for Supremacy. He is Brandon Weikert. Brandon, how are you? I am doing well. Thanks for having me back. Well, listen, these are, these are two very important topics, and they're both very relevant. And what's very interesting to me about this current cir- circumstance is that our government is hiding the evidence that as we speak right now, we have military personnel under attack, yep. and it's being squashed. John Kirby had to admit through a report that broke, we have more than two dozen American soldiers hurt, and he tried to make it sound like they were playing kickball in the barracks and fell down and hit their head. It's outrageous to me. Right. So how are yeah. we going to solve well, the is- problem from the from the theocracy we ironically put in place? Yeah, yeah, and this is part of a larger problem. The Biden administration cannot admit that their beloved Iran policy, their policy of empowering Iran, giving the mad mullahs nuclear bombs and letting them get all their billions of dollars back so they can then basically wage war on America and its allies, that they won't admit that this policy has failed. And uh, furthermore, uh, their policy also included alienating American allies in the region like Israel and Saudi Arabia at the expense of our national security to try to entice Iran. So all of these denials are coming from a place where the Biden administration, if they admit Iran is doing these attacks, if they admit what we all know, that Hamas attacked Israel for uh, Iran and that Hezbollah, an Iranian proxy, is getting ready to open up a second front, if they admit these things, then the Biden administration will have to admit to the American people that they have been categorically wrong about Iran from the beginning, and that could really hurt them in the election. Well, I think we need to admit we've been categorically wrong. You know, I I love history. I really do. And I love the idea of what these countries were. You see, we've got a a religion that sometimes, unfortunately, goes down with the the corrupt zealots in it. But you have 2.5 billion Muslims. This small radical Sharia zealot is the problem no matter where it is. And the idea that we did not help the Iranian people who were being oppressed by the theocracy in Iran under Obama. And and now we find out that the architect of the Iran deal, Robert Malley, Mm -hmm. has been flipped. And now there's another girl that's part of the Biden administration, which is pretty much the Obama administration, part three. 
She right. is, a, is an asset of Iran. I mean, how much of this do we have to tolerate before our government and the people in it start to do something and remove these traitors? Well, I think right now our counterintelligence people at the FBI are too busy chasing Russian ghosts at Mar-a-Lago and hunting down angry grandmothers and uh, me. at the local PT. And you, yes, and, and canceling me as well. I've been canceled on so many social media sites over the last few years, I can't even count. Um, but, uh, no, it, 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 this is why we are the laughingstock of the world. You know, when Joe Biden uh, ran for office, he told us, that he would be the guy to bring normalcy back. To, to He would restore relations with the rest of the world. He would undo the so-called damage of to Trump years, and he would supposedly bring peace and order to the world. Everything has happened in the opposite way. Everything that Biden touches has gone completely disastrously. Uh, he has hired, he has literally hired Iranian agents at the highest levels of the Biden administration to run Iran policy. I mean, this is, uh, you know, as bad as anything as we saw during the Cold War. Um, and, uh, you know, this is a, a disaster in the, of our own making. And elections have consequences. And we're seeing what happens when the wrong person gets into the White House. Everything just falls apart. And my hope is that, you know, when the next election happens in November of 24, the American people can right this wrong and put the right person in charge. Come on, brother. You're from Chicago. You know exactly how to get the, get in these positions of power. I have no faith in the election system. I mean, are you kidding me? You, you got you, you had just a couple of counties, and you you got the whole thing. That's what we really yeah. are facing. But you know, it, it it's interesting when you look at how in bed with this corruption we have been from from the beginning. But the Afghanistan thing is really outrageous, right? I was, ironically, you know, we entered it, and I remember in the beginning, you remember when Russia at the time, I can't remember who was in charge, if it was the guy in between Putin or if it was Yeltsin, but it was early on. And, and they said, look, don't go into that quicksand. You're never going to get out, right? right? So then we go into it, and it becomes a money laundering scheme, right? I mean, it, it was the same as Iraq, where Joe right. Biden's brother got a $1.5 billion contract to build houses. No one's seen a Biden house in Iraq. Maybe that's why they're mad. However, <laughs> you just get a shipment in. You get a shipment of $7 billion of new stuff, not to mention the $80 billion we left. And we, we just left it? And you now find out we've got a million and a half. You know how many rounds? A million and a half rounds? Right. Those are our rounds that they're shooting at our guys. And you yep. realize this can't happen by mistake. This isn't a mistake. I've got the, the tape of Joe Biden when he had half of the marbles that, that, he, that he eventually lost all right. of. And he said, you can't do it. It'll take a year to pull all this stuff out and those weapons. This is when he was running the first time in 12. Right. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, in 08. In and 08. now he comes yeah. out and, and he did this directly. That's treason. How much of this yeah. do we have to tolerate and pretend it's just policy? It's policy. Mm -hmm. And to watch these, these ex-CIA guys, uh, John Kirby and the, and the other guy, uh, the other Sullivan, with that moron hairdo he's got from 1958. And you, they, they come out and they don't, they don't give us any answers. And now we come to right. find out that for decades, our own DEA has been surveilling cartel members who are working in conjunction with these 7th century yard gnomes who want to sell us drugs because they want to destroy the quality of our life here. And of no, none of the poppy fields ever got right. bombed. None of them. Right. Yeah, it's, you know, it is, on the one hand, you, you just shudder at, to think about it. But this goes back years. I mean, look back at the Carter administration, as I talk about in my book, 
People don't know this, but when the Grand Ayatollah was in exile in Paris, as the Shah was suffering through the revolution, um, Carter was writing flowery love letters to the Grand Ayatollah in Paris, telling him, if you fly down and replace the Shah, I will support you. In fact, Jimmy Carter deployed a guy named, he was an Air Force general, Robert Heiser, who was deployed down to Tehran to basically stop the Shah's generals from arresting the Ayatollah when he landed in the Tehran International Airport. And the promise that the Ayatollah made to Carter was, if you support my bid to become the leader, I will basically allow Iran to become a conduit for American power against the Soviet Union. The first thing the Grand Ayatollah and his people did when they gained power was kill all the pro-American generals, kill all the Jews around them. It was one big dupe. And this is what Democrats have been doing. Obama did it during the Arab Spring. He hired Muslim Brotherhood members to advise the National Security Council on how to create policies for the Arab world. And of course, it became an Islamist winter because all of our policies were empowering the bad guys who hate us. And Biden's doing the same thing, only on a grander scale now, with nuclear arming Iran. So on the one hand, you say it's treason, and I agree. On the other hand, it's it's decades-old liberal, anti-America, blame-America-first policies. They believe they have to deal with the Islamists because the Islamists represent, they think, the majority opinion in the region, and we've done so many wrong things in the region as a form of rec- recompense we have to basically, you know, supplicate ourselves before these head choppers. This is the way the Democrats think, and this is why it's so dangerous to put them in power. And, you know, I, have, I had a woman call my show last week when all of this, uh, it might be 10 days ago, 14 days ago, when all of this happened. And she was a Palestinian listener, and she was crying. But, she, you know, she's like, I, I'm not like this. The reality is they have the cover of imprisoning their people. They use right. them as fodder. They use them as right. cover. We had the, the woman who was kidnapped, the, the woman who, who was in, in her 80s, and she was kidnapped and she was brought down. She said the tunnel structure is like a spider web, making Vietnam, the Vietnamese blush. The reality is, do we have the intelligence to know exactly what we need to do? Or will this be another quagmire? Because ultimately, whether it's this guy or the next guy, we're going to have to go in and do something. Because you cannot coexist with people who do not feel you have a right to live because you don't worship oh, your agree. same cowardly God in a well. I agree with you completely. Now, here's the thing. In the back half of my book, I give very clear prescriptions for our problem. And all we have to do is follow the example that the Trump administration put forward. So if it, when we're talking about Iran, and they're the big villain in the region, and they're the big problem we're going to have to deal with, If we could build a coalition consisting of Israel on one side and the Sunni Arab states as led nominally by the Saudis and form an anti-Iran coalition, we could contain and deter Iran the way we did with NATO against the Soviet Union in the Cold War. The problem is Biden has spent the last three years throwing out and shredding the Abraham Accords, weakening our allies, empowering our enemy. So if we can, God help us, if we can get a new person in the White House who will restore the things that Trump was doing, we won't have to commit a single U.S. military officer on the ground. All we'd have to do at most would be to support by the air and with intelligence and maybe with some other forms of aid, the Israelis and the Saudis to contain Iran. That's uh, the key here is containing Iran. You know, you know, Brandon, I look at everything the way I used to 
think about money, right? And think about investing. Right before you pull the trigger, what do you think? You think, what if I'm wrong? We've never had a policy when it comes to foreign policy that ever thought that. And when you look at the grand scheme of what that, that moron in Saudi Arabia did, Remember what he did? He imprisoned his own relatives. Granted, they're all related. However, he imprisoned his own relatives, took away billions of dollars. This guy's a true thug. He doesn't like America. He certainly doesn't, doesn't want to see us survive. In fact, he wants a guarantee that he'll survive and he'll thrive. So to rely on the, on the Saudis, I've never been comfortable with that. But when I'm you look not at comfortable the, with it either. But they just had a meeting with Iran with. for the first time in, what, 50 yes, years? Yes, they did, and that's... But, but that's because they're afraid of their own people. And the moment that this is why the Hamas attack, it's so disingenuous when Biden says, we don't know Iran did it. Well, of course, Iran was the one behind it because Hamas attacked Israel three weeks after Israel announced this new alliance with Saudi Arabia. The attack forces Israel to attack Gaza, which then the Saudi people who are all pro-Islamist and pro-Palestinian Arab, they immediately start demanding their government distance from Israel. Their government is afraid of their own people, so they have to, in public, act like they're, they don't want to now do a deal. But Mohammed bin Salman, the only thing that he hates more than anything else is Iran. And so he is trying to figure out right now, how can I keep pressuring Iran without alienating my people? And so that's the key thing here. Didn't he put his cousin, Prince Blinky, what was his name, Alweedy? Remember he had the, he had the tick, he had the yes, blinky blink. He put that son of a gun in the gulag until he gave him Citibank, yes, he right? Did, but it's, imp- it's important to remember, though, a lot of the people he did that to were pro-Al-Qaeda. He was cleaning his own family out of the Islamist element. You know, the, the royal family in Saudi Arabia is huge. And so a lot of those mid- and lower-tier royals are angry that they'll never get to have the power that the top-tier guys do. So they start turning to the Islamists to try to empower them. They'll give them money in exchange for you know, whatever they need out of, out of the, the support from the population. And so what Mohammed bin Salman did, and I'm not defending him because I, I know he's no, a but, but what Mohammed bin Salman was doing was he was purging his regime of the Islamist elements so that he could have a better working relationship with the Americans under Trump. Remember, Hillary Clinton and the Democrats and the CIA wanted, um, wanted um, to have Mohammed bin Nayef, who was the cousin of Mohammed bin Salman, in power. But yeah. when Trump won the election... The, the leadership of Iran chose to go with the other son, Mohammed bin Salman, who was closer with the Trump and Republican world. So Mohammed bin Salman was attempting to basically make his regime friendlier to the United States by arresting those people and purging them. And then he also was, of course, skimming off the top of their, I, their wealth as well. Yeah. And you look at our own policies. The whole reason you even these people even have any wealth is our policies. It's the whole reason. And it goes back to Jimmy Carter, who I always felt was simply stupid. By the way, he's still alive. Uh, Just simply stupid. But it's the policies that were put in place by our corrupt government that wanted to shake down American energy companies, work in conjunction with campaign contributions to prevent competition. If you look at just what Trump did, and you you factor in his first year, which was when oil was at its highest price because his policies didn't kick in. It's like 47 to $48 a barrel under Trump policies. Immediately upon Joe Biden acquiring the office, it's now normalized, and you, you blew our strategic reserves. Yep. If I step back and look at this, every policy from day one was meant to put us into this position, and then you factor in our border policy. Wide open, we have no yeah. idea how many assets are here. I mean, it's controlled. 
and it is intentional. And it is, it, is, it is, to me, not an accident. This is treason. When you step back and look at the macro picture from your expertise, everything you know, how could you describe this any other way than sedition from inside? I mean, he should, be, he should have been impeached two, two and a half years ago. Um, and the only fact, the only reason that he wasn't impeached is because there's a different standard. Uh, Democrats are held to a different standard than Republicans are. They went after Trump for I mean, any time he sneezed. They tried to impeach him. Um, you know, these these impeachments were totally sham impeachments that Trump went through. The Mueller thing ended up being a complete dud, which is what we all knew it was. Uh, but what we have an actual Manchurian candidate here in Joe Biden, and more importantly, the people around Joe Biden, and yet absolutely nothing is being done. Even Rob Malley, the, the guy who is the Iran policy guy for the White House, who is an actual Iranian agent, he has had his wrist slapped. He has had his wrist slapped, but he still his his influence and presence is still felt because all the people who worked for him that he hired they're all, they're all there. running yeah, the yeah. on policy. So this is all you're right. This is treason. Um, I would love to see Biden impeached. My hope is that this new speaker, Mike Johnson, can actually get the impeachment thing going because there's so much evidence there showing that the Biden family overall is compromised by multiple foreign intelligence services. That yeah. if this were a Republican administration, all of them would have been in prison two years ago. But because it's a Democrat, we have to look the other way and we have to say it's Russian disinformation. And we have to watch as our national secrets, our national policy are being written literally by foreign agents who want to destroy us. Uh, Brandon, did you, before I let you go, did you see KJP ask the question about the, the billions we enriched Iran through our domestic policy. Did you see that, Moron? Did you watch it? No, I, I try not to watch oh, it. Oh, Brandon, it's priceless. <laughs> and then you realize she got the job because she's a lesbian. You know, if pleasuring women right. was a resume builder, right. I'd be emperor. In the meantime, right. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon Weikart, I appreciate you coming in. No the new bears. book is The Shadow War, Iran's Quest for Supremacy. And I know that you are the Weikart Report. Where can they go to keep an eye on you? Well, I welcome you to follow me at Twitter. Uh, my handle is at WeTheBrandon, and I have the same handle on Getter and Truth Social, at WeTheBrandon. Thank you for always making yourself available. I appreciate you and your work. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. We'll Talk be back later. with your calls and comments. This is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. We get the farm on yeah, they should be playing this. Let's drop little radios, little transmitters all over, wherever they are. Because the reality is, when you realize what they really think, what their real motive is, it isn't a quality of life or a thriving business. None of that is there. None of it. Wherever these... What's the real word for them? Boy, it's hard not to call them... It's hard not to call them what they really are. Nazis. Wherever these Nazis are, these government supremacists, these theocrats, this is what they think of anyone who's not one of them. A note newly recovered off the body of a Hamas attacker. This is what it says. The enemy is a disease that has no cure. So that's why they justify killing the babies and the women and the raping and the, you know, what they call Tuesday. Or was it a Saturday when they decided to kill the innocent people? The people who ironically were feeding them. And then you're led to believe by these idiots in this country 
who don't understand the magnitude of what's going on. They don't understand why it's going on. And they have no idea what the quality of life was like or is like under Hamas, Hezbollah, or Houthis. And the blowfish. Easy Kamala. So I wanted to see, I, I, I was doing some research today, and I stumbled across a uh, reporter doing filming these soldiers for Israel, the ones that are supposed to be the devil. And they are going there to try to clear out the people that the uh, Hamas makes live above the tunnels that they use as staging ground and facilities that kill people. We're on our way now to catch up with a couple of combat soldiers who will be the first to enter when the ground offensive into Gaza begins. Israel's military is like no other. It's a military of the people, by the people, for the people. It's not. And when they're talking to this kid squirrel, and you know how young I think you are, you could be my kid. This kid is 19. Not a profession. It's not something you go and you serve four years mandatory service. Israel's military is a humane military. And that's why the differentiation that is made by the media sometimes of, well, there were civilians who were butchered and there were also soldiers who were attacked. Almost like it's a fair act of, act of uh, you know, defiance or some kind of, you know, legitimate act. It's not. They're 18-year-olds, they're 19-year-olds who are just doing their legal duty. And after they finish, they'll go right back to college. Because these are not men who are mercenaries who come and enlist and want to go and fight. These are men who put on their uniform out of a sense of duty, out of a sense to go and protect and defend. That's why it's called Israel Defense Forces. We've never done any offensive war. We never will. It's not part of our goals. We're not looking to expand territory. We're not looking to kick anybody out of their homes. One day the truth will come out. One day everyone will see that we're not the bad guys and we just want peace. We're just protecting our people. That's all we're doing. That's all we ever wanted to do. And then you wonder about Iran when they had the Arab Spring. And the people who were tired of living under that theocracy tried to fight back. What did the American government do? Same thing they did when the DEA found links to those same players in the drug war in America. Huh. Coincidence? I don't think so. Jerry, Western Burbs. Hey, Sean, you remember the name Stu Schiller? Jerry, Jerry, hold on. I want to get your call. we got to get you off that line, but I do not. Amy, Lake Geneva. Hi, Sean. How are you? Very good, Amy. How are you? Poor Jerry. He sounded like uh, one of the chipmunks. He still sounded smarter than a Democrat congressman, but go ahead. <laughs> totally. Um, um, so, Sean, i got to be honest with you. I don't know anything about what's going on overseas. I don't understand it. I am so concerned about... Joe Biden potentially being the president for four more years. It makes me want to throw up, especially, Sean, because I have little kids. And it's weird. You know, I know so many people right now who have kids in their 20s who are so lost. They don't know what to do for their job. They don't know if they should go to school. They're depressed. They have all these issues. And I do attribute a lot of that. I mean, parenting, of course, too. But I I do attribute a lot of that to the last three, almost four years of what's been going on in this country. And I don't want to see my kids go, you know, have to deal with this for another four years. I mean, obviously, as an adult, we can deal with it even though it's a bunch of BS, but, like, I feel for the future. I really do. So, of course, but here's what you can do to guarantee that it it, um, it lives on with the principles of this country. And, and I, how old are your kids? Well, I've got two boys, seven and five. Homeschool them. I'm dead serious. Get involved in the homeschool network. They have social events. They have sporting events. They have everything yeah. your school has, except they don't have the Marxist that pretends to be the teacher. And I'm well, serious. I and, I, and listen, I know it's not easy. I know it's not easy. Yeah. 
But it's yeah. the best thing you can do because when you turn your kids over to peer pressure, you're turning, yeah. we, we, we're doing education completely wrong in this country. We I know. turn them over from the time they're very young and they are taught to discount you. They're taught right. to depend on, on this corrupt system. And look at what it produces. What it produces is what you see out here having the rallies for the theocracy, the, the dictators yeah. that kill their own people and mutilate their own kids. So this is, right. the, you, you know what the option, what the outcome is, the likely option. Not, no, it doesn't have to be. You can tell your kids the way I did. Don't believe a word these idiots tell you. And I sent my kids to private school. Yeah. But yeah. if I had to do it over again, I would pay the cost. I would stay yeah. home. I would have my wife stay. I would. I would work two yeah. or three more jobs so my wife could do it. I would do it. That's the one thing I could recommend, and I will recommend to my own kids. Because when you see the outcome and the likelihood of your kids being told because they had questions that they have attention deficit disorder and we put them on drugs from the time they're in third grade. Oh, hell no. Now you teach yeah. these kids instinctively to turn to drugs when you're upset. Now you've got this zombie right. nation. You know, and it all right. stems back to drug use. You know, in my right. neighborhood, I grew up in a rough neighborhood. There was no there was no drugs because the neighborhood guys, if you sold drugs to one of the kids, you were Gonsville. There was no drugs. Right. Now it's I normal know. to yeah. have your kid turn to drugs because they're taught that from the time they're in third grade. Keep your kids out of the system because the system is corrupted. The system produces useful idiots and slaves to government well, supremacy. If I can say one more thing, Sean, I got to be honest with you. When my son was three years old, I had a teacher, a uh, suburb of Chicago, tell me that they they thought that my son was on the spectrum. You know, that's what they say now. Oh, we sure. think he's on the spectrum. Yeah. Well, I took him to every top doctor because I totally freaked out. And do you know what they said to me? He's a three-year-old boy. He's fine. Leave him alone. Thank God I found a good doctor. And you know what? I will never put my kids on that crap. I think it's wrong. I know so many people who do it, though, and they do it to their yeah. kids so young, and they don't know what's messing with their brains and with their life. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Peer pressure crazy. is around until you're in the old people's home. Everybody's yeah. under peer pressure. Very few can look at their friends who they love and like and whatever and say, I yeah. don't give a rip what you say. I don't give a yeah. rip what you think. But you need to teach the, your kids that they're going to have to do that if they want to have an actual successful life. Because you know, Well, my it, husband's very much like that, and people think he's crazy. Yeah, well, you hang on to that son of a gun. In the meantime, I will. He'll, he will work. If he is like that, he will work yeah. whatever he has to do so that oh, you can stay yeah. home and protect his kids. Believe me. Part. Yeah, so that's the best yeah. advice, and I wish you the best of luck. Stay in touch with me. Thanks, John. Okay, Thank bye. You. Thank you, bye. Now, Jerry, not on the Elvin line in the Western Burbs. Sorry about that one, Sean. How you no. doing tonight? Good, good, brother. How are you? So, uh, rocking the free world. Hey, uh, you remember the fella Stu Schiller from uh, months back here, yeah? From the author? You're talking about the lieutenant colonel? Which one are you talking about? Lieutenant colonel. Lieutenant colonel. Murray. I don't remember. I, 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 I remember a, 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 a murmur, but I don't remember specificity. Remind me. He threw his uh, collar device on the table and said, this is wrong. I'm not participating. Why has no one else stood up? I'm a vet myself. I mean, I... I Why are we losing my guy here? What happened? Did he go? Oh, that's the NSA. I wanted to talk to you, babe. Call back. I don't know what the hell's going on. Kevin in Oak Lawn. Hey, uh, Mike. All right. Hey, Sean. How are you? Good. How are you, man? Good, thank you. Hey, uh, I'm, a no, I'm no longer in Oakland. I moved to Tennessee with my lovely wife. 
Good for you, babe. Good for Thanks. you. Hey, you've been talking about how corrupt the DA is. I don't know if you've seen the documentary, The Last Narc on uh, Amazon. I did but, not. Uh, is it good? I, I actually oh. saw the poster. You know, like you see it. I didn't I didn't watch it. Is it good? Oh, yo, yeah. Check it out. It's uh, the head of the DA in Mexico City actually killed one of their own DA agents and tortured him to death. It was horrific. It's wow. uh, very eye-opening. Well, I'll tell you what, Kevin. I, you know, listen, I, 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 <laughs> this cannot be at the level it's at without a government lane. You can't have the kind of drug distribution. You can't have 133,000 kids dead in this country. Double of the soldiers we lost in Vietnam, Americans killed from just one drug, fentanyl. You can't have it unless the government's helping it. Can't have it. So what we have here is a corrupted system. And, and And the beauty of what we're witnessing from time to time is that each day you can focus on the narrative of the argument of the people who benefit from the problem, right? They give you the narrative. Now it's it's this, it's this. I, what I try to do is step back. Wait, let's take a look at all of it. Someone's making a tremendous amount of money. It's the same leaders who live in Qatar. Now you got you, you got the sphincter of the world in Palestine. Do you, do you look at when they're blowing it up? It almost looks better blown up than it looked before. <laughs> what, what the hell's going on here? You got the tunnels underneath, but all the heads of that phony nonsense, that the, the uh, Islamo Nazis, they don't live there. They live in Qatar. They got the girls come in. It's like it's like the the gentleman's club. It's like the crazy horse all day long, all day long. How are they affording it? Because they're drug dealers. And they yep. steal in billions of dollars. And we now know you had an architect of the Iran nuclear deal who was an asset of Iran. So where else are they? Everywhere. And they squashed the investigation. Who squashed it? Barack Obama's administration and the high-ups. It's, it's an infiltration. Iran couldn't do to this country what the Democrats did. Never. That's yep. why you know it, it, we're infiltrated. Thank you, Kevin. All right, Jerry, uh, I went long. i got to go to break, and then we're going to take Jerry and put him on the, on the NSA campy hack line. We'll be back after this. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Ow! Fulton County, don't die in Fulton County like James Brown. His heirs still don't have the money. Where's, where's the money, Fulton County? Ah, eh, we don't know. Now let's go to Jerry if he's uh, unobstructed on the special line. Jerry. John, how you doing tonight, my man? Very good, brother. So tell me a little bit more about Stu, because I remember it, and I remember it happening a few years ago, and I know it had something to do. He Was, in, he was, was he in Iraq or Afghanistan? Maybe Afghanistan, right? His... Uh... His problems came about with the withdrawal in Afghanistan yes. and the complete lack of any accountability. And that's supposed to be one of the hallmarks of the military, right? Yep. You you follow orders, but you follow lawful orders. Uh, there's not anybody, you know, people ask uh, or complain, Biden, 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 Obama, 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 but there's literally an army of people behind these clowns that support it, whether it's tacit or otherwise. Um, my cousin's an Army West Pointer. He loves these guys. He's a combat vet, and the military as a institution has failed this country. Well, really, it's not the it, – it, yeah, but it's the, it's the higher-ups. You know, I always play – Exactly. Well, I yeah, always play that Rumsfeld clip. They're the ones that send our kids off to get killed. Well, they steal the money. 
And they want us to focus on the war, just like they did in Vietnam. And do you remember after Vietnam, you remember in the 70s and the 80s, there was the scandal of how many POWs may still be there. You remember the POW movement came up and people raised money and they all went into it. And now what you have is, is the lack of attention of a, of a Pentagon that has admitted it lost $6 trillion since 2001. Where's the money? And nobody wants to talk about the money? And now you realize that these high-ups are shutting down our own government, DEA investigations, when they finally have an unequivocal link to these inbred yard gnomes of the 7th century, the, the, the Islamo-Nazis. And they shut, our government shuts it down? The government needs an enema. Oh, well, I got the hose, Jerry. more than happy to send our kids. No, there ain't sending our kids. You start seeing all these, they're floating yeah. all these little ones now as far as the draft. You know, I little understand. Girls have oh, to don't get, worry. Nobody's going. And Nobody's just, going while I'm here. Thanks, Jerry, for the call. Kick some butt, my man. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody... If you step back for just a minute and you understand that since the implementation of Obamacare, often referred to as the not-so-affordable care act, you realize exactly what's happened to health care in our country. Premiums are 400% higher. I remember when guys used to complain that their premiums were $530 a month. Now the average... Average premium for an entrepreneur, if you're not in one of these categories of government favoritism, is 2200 a month. That's a game changer right there. Not to mention what it did to doctors and hospitals. 50% less. Gee, that seems to be a government plan that's working right on schedule. My next guest tried to fix things. She's an epidemiologist and former senior health care advisor to President Donald Trump. She is Katie Talento. And the executive director of Alliance of Healthcare Sharing Ministries. Katie, how are you? I am great, Sean. Thanks for having me. How are you? Thinking, good. I was thinking of you. I remember when little uh, Mary Lou Retton was uh, flipping around and whatnot. I remember the whole country cheering for her. And then I, next thing I know, she can't pay medical bills. I'm thinking to myself, what is it? Before the Depression? And uh, she has to save for med. I mean, it's outrageous what's going on. And then you realize 40% of Americans. Don't go to the doctor because they can't pay the bill? What happened to Obamacare? I thought it was going to be great. Yeah, I think it's neither affordable nor caring. Uh, but, yeah, I, was, I saw that. I had the exact same thought when I saw that Mary Lou Retton story, that her daughter was, like, having to do, like, a GoFundMe. It was so sad. I mean, no, no amount of Wheaties commercials and paychecks from Kellogg's or whatever is going to pay a medical bill these days. It's outrageous. And you know what else is, is sad and sickening? Uh, how, how, how people who normally wouldn't be useful idiots become useful idiots. And I was thinking of that when I saw the UAW strike. Not to mention the, the, the thousands of, of employees that got fired. But during the strike, none of their health care costs were covered. None of it. And you realize the UPS, 7,000 employees fired during negotiations. I mean, the kind of devastation that we're living through is really... Not recession, but depression-level uh, uh, stories of, of, of bankruptcy. And it all really stems back to 
the section that the government helps you is the one that fails the most. And when you think of 40% of Americans, that seems to be a lot. Why is that not being covered anywhere? Well, because it doesn't serve Democrats, that's why. I mean, obviously, Joe Biden has made it worse. It's only, you know, insurance is going up with record-breaking, you know, rate hikes this year and next year. The Wall Street Journal predicted that insurance premiums would go up yet again, another like 7%, which is oh. uh, pretty record-breaking for the past few years. Um, you know, it's it's just depressing. And it's, 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 it's you know, it's, Although it is a it is the fault of our policymakers, as everything always is. Um, on the other hand, you've got really kind of disgusting corporate greed going on among these charity hospitals that's driving this. And they're refusing to comply with the law that we enacted during the Trump administration, requiring them to post their secret prices online so that everyone could see what they are. Very few hospitals are actually complying with that particularly well. And insurance companies are also required to post all their secretly negotiated prices with hospitals. They're not doing that very well. So, you know, it's not just that, you know, Biden's terrible and Obamacare is terrible. It's also that these, you know, so-called tax exempt charities that are living off the fat of the land, not paying any real estate prices, even though they keep, you know, gobbling up real estate in every town, you know, they're, they're part of the problem here, a big part of the problem. And, there are policy solutions, but we have to grow some. We have to grow a pair and actually enforce those rules. You know, when I was look, looking at the ridiculousness of that Kaiser Permanente, that that whole scheme really exploded after Obamacare because they sold themselves as this one-stop utopia from pharmaceutical to dental to health care, and they had the workers and all the rest of it. Then you realize 75,000 workers went on strike. What? Gone. Well, what happens if your mother's waiting for surgery or you're one of the patients? And you realize the, this could only happen because the government allowed this kind of system to become not only an option, but to become one of the main and only options. And the more that they fail, the stronger their position is. And, and, and I'm wondering, when government gets together, and the government, you, re, you, you know, I know you haven't been in there since Trump left, but do they understand the magnitude of the problem? Do you think this is maybe something that Congress can take up? I, I'm optimistic about the new speaker, but do you think they have the courage and the gravity to understand how the problem got to where it is? Well... Oh, Not exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to I'd like to and, you know, I'd like to give you a little bit of hope. But I think that Congress has actually done a lot more in recent years on this pricing problem, on the price gouging and the secrecy. They actually have been working really hard to try to pass legislation that codifies the Trump rules actually into law. Um, but. They've struggled to do it because the lobbying out of the swamp is so dramatic. And, you know, the hospital in any town is the biggest employer in any congressional district. And the, uh, you know, American Hospital Association, which are the tax exempt charity hospitals, are very, very powerful. In fact, one of my best friends runs their lobbying operation. She's very good at what she does, yeah. unfortunately. And so, you know, they are they are very, um, you know, they're struggling. And so it's difficult. Um, it's, it's difficult for them to get out. But I'm telling you, there is hope in that this has become such a nonpartisan issue that, you know, it, it's so great that 
it's nonpartisan. Like everyone's getting screwed by the healthcare industry and we're all kind of on the same team now. And I, that's actually true in Congress too. It's just getting those special interests, um, you know, out of the way and, and quashing them. I mean, we started with pharma. I'll tell you, pharma does not have the juice it used to have. Nobody is afraid to kind of screw them, <laughs> which yeah. is great. Well, they and, had, they um, had and, such a stranglehold. Really stranglehold. Yeah. You know, so I think know, that's changing. I think it's changing. But it's well, you know what's slow. interesting? They're also flush. Are the numbers really in on how much profiteering that happened during the greatest bioweapon released on mankind? As now it's obvious after the Rand Paul, his book release and all of the information we now have, clearly a lab leak. And if you want to give them the benefit of the doubt, okay, they're just stupid and they can't do anything. But that served some very special interests immensely. Are the numbers in into how much money? These these hospitals and this 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 organization of being paid to put people on everything from ventilators to the vaccine. Do we know how many hundreds of billions was actually made? I don't think we do. I have not seen any really sort of final analysis around that. Um, But you do see anecdotal stories about, you know, hospitals continuing to acquire other hospitals and doctor practices. They still have giant billion dollar endowments. I mean, they're almost as bad as like the Ivy League with their endowments and their investment funds. They've started like venture capital funds, all yeah. these hospitals. It's crazy. You know what? I was shocked at, too, this EcoHealth Alliance. It's still around, isn't it? It hasn't been really torn down or even probed the way it should be as it was the liaison between the NIH. And But, but the nice thing is this exposed a lot of information. For instance, I don't think American people understood the kind of revolving door that exists in healthcare, that exists in big pharma. Now that that toothpaste is out of the tube, are you seeing an uptick in your membership uh, 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 just because you're an alternative, but more importantly, because people are disgusted with the status quo? I think we do see a lot of people coming to healthcare sharing ministries as an alternative, and not just, you know, kind of an alternative economically, but my goodness, many states are requiring that health plans cover abortion, that cover cutting breasts off children, that cover um, in vitro fertilization and other types of procedures that, you know, a lot of Christians have conscience objections to or, or non-Christians have conscience objections to. But especially for Christians, if, if, that, if you have a conscience objection to what your state is requiring every health insurance plan to cover, then healthcare sharing is really the only option. So, yeah, we are seeing people just disgusted with where their premium dollars are going and wanting a, you know, a moral alternative. Well, you know, you're talking to, the, to people who are listening live in Illinois. And Illinois is now a, a baby killing field, a waste dump. People travel there. They get their babies murdered for free. And this is the way in which a lot of the Democrats uh, run. They can't run on the success of their of their policies. Their policies are steeped in failure and corruption. So they run on this ability for Americans to be able to kill their babies without conscience. Do you think that maybe um, this might be a, also a blessing as the country is splitting by uh, willful secession and people are just disgusted with the fact that their tax dollars are going to kill babies? I mean, it was a main catalyst as to why I, I moved. It, it was one of the main three reasons I said, I'm not going to fund this nonsense anymore. In fact, I still have a business interest that in Illinois. I'm thinking about just getting rid of it just because I don't want to fund it anymore. And, and do you think that maybe people who can't leave are aware that they can kind of do that if they leave their health care system which, or their health care provider, which is really part of a, a corrupt Obamacare anyway. And now when they go over to your, your organization, they're going to be supporting like-minded people who have the same beliefs. 
I think you're right. I think there is kind of um, a great sort of uh, winnowing, right? And in our country where we're seeing um, kind of the aggregation of camps and tribes. And I actually think it's so sad and destructive um, because you can't have a country when you've got tribal groups. We've seen that in many, many places in the world over many, many centuries. And I don't think it bodes well for our future if we can't find anything in common anymore, some foundational principles um, that we all unite around and that we teach our children to be proud of. Um, and so I, I, I think, you know, I, I kind of only, I'm like a, I'm like a messenger of doom, but I, I, I really only see dark things in our future about the division that we're seeing. But I do agree that thank God for our federalist system that does allow states to be different from each other so that there is a place to go when you have to go. And we certainly saw many healthcare workers, for instance, um, who, you know, they, they were in deep, deep trouble if they were in New York, um, or, you know, Illinois, where they had to, um, take a vaccine, so-called vaccine, or they would lose their entire career that they'd worked their whole lives for. So I do think that, um, and even the Supreme Court upheld that mandate on them. So they really had to go to states that, um, that yeah. were different. And so they're, they, they're really encouraging. I was just at a conference last week of sort of like freedom-minded, holistic health type people. And, you know, it was really exciting to see some of the new kind of business models of healthcare, where you've got like very um, like-minded healthcare providers coming together and creating new offerings based on the subscription model. And those types of offerings pair very well with the healthcare sharing ministry, which provides your more like catastrophic um, injury or accident type well, um, or illness type coverage. It's not coverage, but it's type of solution, if you will. So I'm excited. Well, when you about realize when you realize what insurance is. You know, I, I think people are just stupefied by words. They don't look into it. There is no such thing as insurance. They're not insuring you. They're spreading out their risk. And the more low-life, deadbeat drug addicts, let's call them Democrats, that insurance companies have to cover, the higher the premium. Because it turns out, if people are, are low-life scum, their health care is through the roof. Now, some cases are genetic, and those are very sad, but those are still relatively minute. The bulk of what we spend money on... Are are character flaws rather than actual health care, right? So when you have health care sharing ministries, it's based in people who have a belief structure where they don't want to live like some uh, 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 grip for the Rolling Stones. They have some sort of respect for themselves. So naturally, their costs are going to be lower. I mean, it's common sense, right? Well, I will say this, Sean, that, you know, it's... I think a lot of people, it's very easy to assume that, like, everybody's fat and sick and lazy and, you know. But Only if you grow up are, around Democrats. Go ahead. Well, or if you grow up in our American food supply. So, I mean, if you look at our supply chain, that is absolute poison from seed oils to um, glyphosate and pesticides all kinds of chemicals and additives that are not allowed in other countries in the world. And you do not see these sickness, chronic illness and the obesity rates in other countries in the world. And so when you've got like a sugar addiction among our, our country that's causing a diabetes epidemic, you have to know that there is a food supply that is driving that yeah. intentionally yeah. in creating addictive processed foods. That's why the, the biggest illness among American welfare recipients is obesity. Because the food that they're eating isn't good for them. And that's well, a problem. It's not just them, though, Sean. I mean, it's all no, everyone. Oh, you know? I know. It's but hard. It's, it's, 
there is some culpability, of course, we're all responsible for our own health. We are. But, it, you know, I have to just look at with absolute contempt on the regulatory capture of these agencies that are supposed to be protecting us from these giant corporate greedy food companies that are poisoning us. Yes, but there's also a lack of, of specificity in the system itself. For instance, if you don't do drugs, if you've never done drugs, if you don't drink, if you take care of yourself, and if you work out, there's really no advantage in the system. You will pay that $2,400 if you're owning a small business and your family lives the same way. Your kids are relatively healthy, you're conscious, you're a decent person. You are offsetting the people who are not. And that is a system of that phony virtue, and that's the destructive seed that you cannot survive under. You can just lie about the costs and borrow money and subsidize it, which is why so many people don't realize they're being subsidized in one form or another, even if they think they're not, because Obamacare is run on a Ponzi scheme. And unfortunately, the insurance companies that were able to navigate it are a part of that financial scheme. What I like about this is it's kind of outside of it, and it's void of it, and there are standards to be in it. You can't be somebody who lives a reckless life and be part of your 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 health sharing ministries, can you? No, it's true that you have to you have to sign a faith statement and you have to agree that you're going to treat your body like a temple of the Holy Spirit. And we all kind of try to do this as best we can. All I'm saying is it's harder than ever, right, to do that. Yeah. Even when you think you're eating healthy, you're still being poisoned. So it's really hard to find safe food, like on small regenerative farms or you know from super regenerative organic um, suppliers and pastured chicken farmers. And I mean, it's really hard and it's expensive. And I feel for people who either don't have the knowledge about the difference in like how important that difference is, or they don't have the money, even if they do know. Do you keep an eye on how many foreign entities own uh, food processing in this nation? Do you keep an eye on how that is, is, is a monopoly unto itself and how difficult it is for people to get alternatives into grocery stores? Do you keep an eye on that? Yes. And it's terrifying, actually, how much farmland is being bought up by the Chinese. I must give props to, I believe it was Florida and also Governor Sarah Sanders in Arkansas that, you know, outlawed. Um, I think Sarah actually <laughs> commandeered, like repatriated farmland from the Chinese. She made them sell it. Um, which really? is fantastic. We, we need, that is how you do it. Do you know what Illinois does? They, they partner up with the Chinese Communist Party to pretend they're hiring jobs and they give them $8 billion worth of tax-exempt loans and special dispensation. Did you know that? I did not know that. That's oh, Yikes. yes. Yes. And, you know, we might be tying it all together because if you take a look at the governor of Illinois, he's clearly stuffing anything he can into that pie hole of his. In the meantime... I love that you give people an alternative, and I love that you uh, explain and understand all of the problems that are uh, really embedded in Obamacare, and you have found a way for good people to save on their monthly costs and, more importantly, come together so they're not paying for such outrageous things like the, the, the slaughter of babies called abortion. I love it. So tell them where they can go to keep an eye on you. Yes, um, they can come visit us at savechristianhealthcare.org, savechristianhealthcare.org, or ahcsm.org, that's Alliance of Healthcare Sharing Ministries.org. Now, Katie Talento, being an epidemiologist, when um, the next bioweapon is released, I'm going to have you on on a regular basis, kind of like a once every 10 days thing. You in for that? I'm totally in for it. I love bioweapons. <laughs> 
Oh, my word. And you know they're coming. I just don't know if it's going to come from the Middle East or China. I don't know. It's definitely going to be starting a Democrat area, it's though. It's going to come you. from the southern border. That's where. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Thank you very much, Katie Talento, for everything. My pleasure. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. That old Beach Boy song, Bomberan. You know? <laughs> bomb, 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 bomb. Anyway. Ba, 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 Are you threatening me? Uh, I could put together seven guys from the neighborhood and squash this whole fracking problem. You know what we'll do? We'll go there like the Russians came to New York. We'll wear the, uh, the, the velour jogging suits. We'll tell them we're opening a gentleman's club. Take over the whole fracking country. Why not? Worked here. In the meantime, when you look at the New York and uh, Fulton County, Georgia, aside from the two unfortunate-looking prosecutors, these are true dimwits. Stand up to an, an administration which is too male, too pale, and too stale. That's a rhyme. It's almost a rap. In the meantime, they got a lot of support from useful idiots. I like the fact that everybody standing behind her was white as snow, all cheering for themselves. Cream Puff Jim. Yeah, I was going to say, I came across a uh, conversation uh, Louisa May Alcott and her mother had in the hospital. With the, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, Louisa May Alcott. Civil, I only know yeah, three things wrote, about uh, her. She, she wrote Little Woman. Anyway, she, she was ugly. Her mother said, her, yeah, her mother said to her, Divinity has its uses, but humanity has its necessities. And I think that uh, this particular Elmer Gantry that they elected to the speaker. Now, that's the one who wrote Little Woman. She was the author of Little Woman. Women. Exactly. Little Women. Right? Exactly. She looked of, like my she, Uncle Louie. Yeah, she had some famous novels. Yeah, she, she was famous oh, She had a lot of time but on it, her hands. Nobody wanted to it, dance it, with her. It, it goes right to the heart of this uh, to this uh, quibble between uh, religion and politics in the United States. Oh, this I is mean, no quibble. This is no quibble. You guys are, 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 are destroying everything you touch. You're crooked as Grand <laughs> Avenue. You're, you, you, you don't have an idea in your, in your head that's anything other than failure, and you hire all of your friends. It's called Chicago. Look what you did to that city. Are you embarrassed? Are you embarrassed a little bit? No, no. I, I, yeah, I, you I, got I, thick skin. You know why? You got, you got thick skin like that Louisa May. The dog that she was. The other thing I know about her, Squirrel, ugly like my Uncle Louie. Uh, she was the author of Little Women, and she's buried in uh, Sleepy Hollow. Huh, how's that for useless knowledge? Uh, Craig, Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. Sure, what's I'm going on? Hey, listen, um, man, you are right on target and everything like that, but here's the thing. I seen the movie yesterday. Uh, you Which know, movie? The, um, don't, don't. It better not be to Linda Lovelace. Which movie did you see? I see police state, and I'll oh. tell you what. I know why. I know why they're put, doing everything to not let people see that. You can see how this thing has been a plan with these leftists that hate America, and basically that thing where um, uh, when uh, Trump got in instead of Hillary, that really messed those people up. Obama was getting everything lined up, and everything got, it got they were getting to the really final stretches of really being able to take over this country and destroy yeah. everything in it. And Obama, I mean, um, Trump messed it all up, and now they're trying to like regain, you know, get it and get back on track. And the, but the movie it shows you what's going on. All the three letter agencies are in. All it. right, they're Put all Craig from Mount Greenwood down for police state. He liked it. Good enough. I had uh, I had Dinesh on to discuss it. And, uh, you know, we got to put on the, on the board uh, when we come back, 
uh, squirrel that that Hillary Clinton yelling at that Democrat. That's good stuff. In the meantime, what we also need to do, I want to talk a little bit more about the economy. See, because the phony numbers come out and they want you to believe that we're growing. Now, they want you to forget that we've never, ever had more people on welfare than we have right now. They want you to think that it's growing. But when you listen to these dingbats who are hired because of their sexual proclivities, their genitalia and their skin color, called the Biden administration, when you hear them a- answer simple questions, it's, it's startling. You see, people are going broke at a record pace, far more than after the collapse of 2008-9. People are, 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 are running through money. Credit card debt over a trillion dollars. When you talk about businesses that have unpaid uh, receipts, it's 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 just it's startling information. But listen to the intellect of the Democrat mafia. So I want to ask you. So the president celebrated the GDP report, saying that uh, it's a testament to the resilience of the American consumer. But the report also showed that personal savings dropped by three hundred and sixty million. Do you have a message to Americans who are dipping into those savings? 360 million among people who, who make a living, workers. And, you know, what we're talking that the, a lot of people right now are running on debit, not just credit cards, but checking accounts. And they're drawing off whatever savings or retirement, of which they're paying penalties on. Before the inflation. Well, again, as I said, what you are seeing is Americans are back in the labor force in record numbers, much higher participation that was anticipated. The labor force participation rate is as low as it was in 2011. This is not good. And she's going to tell you that savings rate rates are going down because more people are working. What they're doing is they're counting part-time jobs. Yes, they are. Uh, there's This is just all lies, but this might be, it, it gets better. And higher than pre-pandemic. So they're at work. And that uh, is showing up also in the wealth number. So if you actually look at. He just told you that the savings are going down at record pace. What wealth numbers are you speaking? Are you talking about the politicians? Oh, yeah, they're making more money because they're bribed. American households median wealth in inflation adjusted terms. It's actually gone up since before the pandemic. So I think the U.S. consumer, U.S. workers, they are absolutely the reason that we're seeing this resilience in the economy. And they are actually seeing increase uh, in their wealth over this period. Well, what about a message to Americans who are dipping into savings to afford their lifestyle? <laughs> so I think that, again, because net wealth is rising, because real incomes are rising, because Americans are working, that's exactly what we would want to see in the economy. So they got you right where they want you. You see, what happens when these policies are implemented are what happens in the ghettos they destroy. Rich people get richer. Everybody else gets dragged into poverty. And they pretend, because the rich people, because the J.B. Pritzker's assets went up, that you're doing good because they take that money and they spread it out on the numbers. This is what happens when you implement socialists. Society splits. There's no more middle. There's no more earners. There's just slaves and the oligarchs. That's what she means by it's just what they wanted to do. Frankie, Lake County. Dude, these people make up so much BS. It's like I'm listening to you play that clip. I'm like. It's surreal, isn't it? Like, is she like serious? Because. They think people believe this stuff. And you know what's scary? Is there a bunch of guys, people, they're, they're out there, they believe this stuff. Her name is you Brainerd. Know, she is a senior economic advisor. Go ahead. Man, and he, uh, 
he's an art salesman. He's got a, a shop on Polina, Milwaukee. He's been there for years. He's like, oh, this is my best year ever. I'm like, dude, listen, okay? It, they're camping out in front of your store with the tents across the street. And uh, so what are you doing? You know, he's like, oh, I don't know what to do. I said, you voted for this. I left there, and now I'm up north. I, You know, I don't want to deal with that. Thank God I got out of there. But the reason I called, Sean, was because uh, I keep seeing these little subliminal things with uh, Michelle Obama and stuff. And yeah. I'm hearing that, that she, you know, they're trying to subliminally, I think. I don't know what you think about that. Well, I'll tell you what. I'd prefer her rather than the dimwood in diapers because I think she would confuse these guys in the Middle East. I want her to show up in an evening gown, and I want to see the look on their 7th century faces. I think it'll work out swimmingly for us. In the meantime, when it comes to the women here who are economic advisors... Are you no longer worried about a recession in the near term? So I think the data in recent months uh, has all pointed in the same direction, which is that we are seeing strong ongoing growth with inflation coming down. We're seeing unemployment. Did you know that? And in the meantime, in Europe, the head of the EU, Lagarde, Lagarde, whatever. The governing council today decided to keep the three key ECB interest rates unchanged. The incoming information has broadly confirmed our previous assessment of the medium-term inflation outlook. Inflation is still expected to stay too high for too long, and domestic price pressures remain strong. At the same time, inflation dropped markedly in September, including due to strong base effects, and most measures of underlying inflation have continued to ease. You know what gas is in Europe right now, in Germany? It's never been higher. In fact, they have to buy it from us. And get this, there are standards of fuel we don't match. Boy, that blowing up a Nord Stream 2 really paid off. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. The Answer. AM560, The Answer. So a couple of things I want to hit on. You're hearing of the settlement between the uh, UAW, just General Motors, not the rest, General Motors alone. They secured a $6 billion line of credit from the government. Hours before they cut the deal for a 25% increase. Simultaneously with that, they fired 2,000 UAW workers before they signed the deal. So you fired 2,000 guys who were on strike. And you gave the rest a raise of 25%. But you did it with the government's money that you secured a $6 billion line of credit. That's just GM. The financial impact on America that the UAW strike cost, this is due to uh, Anderson Economic Group, AEG which is an independent economic firm that studies the ramification and costs of supply chain malfunctions and things like strikes. $9.3 million to America, the UAW strike cost, so far. 
Uh, what is the other big accomplishment of GM? Ooh, their crews. I saw the commercials. You buy these uh, $150,000 Escalades, and you could take your hands off the wheel. I believe it's called the GM Cruise. How's that going? General Motors Robo Taxi Service Cruise now no longer allowed to operate in California after the state's DMV suspended its permits. Deirdre Bosa has been following that story for today's Tech Check. What a story, Dee. What a story indeed, and more details are emerging. The question being asked today by the DMV and public officials is this. Was there a cover-up? The incident under investigation involves a driverless cruise vehicle that initially came to a hard stop running over a pedestrian. From there, it gets fuzzy. The DMV alleges that crews only showed footage up to that stop. And This <laughs> GM went, in the, went into the video, and they cut it off because... Squirrel, guess how far they dragged the lady after they hit her. Left out subsequent footage of the vehicle pulling over a distance of about 20 feet while dragging the pedestrian under the car the entire time. We're going to show you. You know what the penalty was? They got a $6 billion line of credit. And all of the stuff, all of the advance, the technology, the performance doesn't seem to be working too much. It's kind of like uh, Biden's chips and salsa bill. Remember that? He was going to bring the U.S. chip makers here. We were going to take away the advantage to China. How do you think that went, Squirrel? We remember how Huawei shocked the world back in the summer when they released that phone with that advanced chip by SMIC. How did that get there? Tell us the process. So in late August, while the U.S. Commerce Secretary was visiting China, Huawei debuted a, mu a new smartphone that's powered by a highly advanced computing chip. Chips are measured in nanometers, and 7 nanometers, which is the chip that SMIC produced for Huawei, is much farther ahead than where the U.S. wanted to keep China with an export control regime that the Biden administration began imposing last year. The challenge with that is that it took several months for the U.S. to get key allies on board, in particular Japan and the Netherlands, where the biggest companies that produce chip-making equipment are headquartered. And so China has for years been stockpiling that equipment, increased that stockpiling effort after the U.S. announced controls. And what See, we See, the problem here is they think in terms of years, decades. That's why they buy so many strategic politicians, from the president to the congressman to the senator. And now the billions, trillions of the chips and salsa bill wasted. China is way ahead again. It seems like the greatest investment they ever had sits in the White House and soils itself. President Biden, my ass. In the meantime, when I get back, we'll talk a little Chicago tent. Did they ever find out who owns the land where they're building the tent and spending all the hundreds of millions? Anybody? Anybody? I got uh, $5 says it's a Democrat squirrel. You want that action? Ah, you're too smart. Save your $5. We'll be back in 21 hours to expose more political fraud and the Democrat Mafia. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.